Welcome to the sixth episode of the Humane Story Podcast. This series is about decoding how change makers' hearts are wired, that elevates them from being human to being humane. If this is your first time listening to this podcast, I would urge you to listen to the trailer first to get some more context on the intent and format of this podcast. While the common denominator between all the change makers on this podcast is a sensitive heart. Our guest on today's episode is an alchemist who works with and advocates working with hands as a code to being human. Neelam Chibar, co-founder of Industry Foundation, enables rural artisans of India to pursue their indigenous arts and crafts to create products using sustainable materials that appeal to the markets. So at the end of the day, the consumers are happy for doing their bit towards environmental conservation and climate change. and the artisan is able to lift her family out of poverty and the various deficiencies it brings about ultimately resulting in a win-win for all please put your hands together for neelam chibar hi neelam welcome to the humane story podcast wonderful to be here smita great let's dive in uh, neelam why do you do what you do well i am an industrial designer and i had a lot of uh, angst when i was at nid and i somehow was feeling extremely disconnected from everything and then some very senior faculty advised me that maybe i should work with my hands and that was extremely therapeutic for me and i post that i worked with normal industry i am an industrial designer but i really felt i needed to understand our traditional manufacturing methods that is why i went to the villages and i stayed with the villagers and i worked with them in bastar i practiced the craft with them in very remote areas and those were extremely pivotal periods for me and after that i decided that for holistic growth of people they're being connected to making and they're being connected to the hands and the hand body mind connect is very important for human beings and i stayed with this sector and i personally it gives me a lot of enrichment also because of the connection to community that's why i do what i do yeah when was that um, pivotal moment in your life uh, neelam when you took the decision to leap into the social impact space well i think it was quite gradual yeah because uh, after i started working with artisans in remote areas i continued doing projects i worked across many materials i worked across many clusters i looked at all the different kinds of flavors that our sector had and uh, i think it was after the birth of both my children and i'd finished working in metal wood ceramic textile jute metal i had done projects in everything that i just approached my co-founder and i said geeta what do i do next i should be set up an ngo should be she said no neelam let's set up a social business because her words were precise she says this creative manufacturing industry can actually stand on its own feet i think that was a very 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 impactful decision that she helped me take uh, because i moved into the impact space as a business and i learned because we are in the work of livelihoods and livelihoods is different from health education it needs to 
have uh, self-sustainability as a motive. So I think all my chops in terms of building self-sustainability in social businesses grew from the fact that I ran a business for like almost 15 years single-handedly. And uh, that was very foundational in the way I've scaled and grown over the years. So for a social enterprise, this market-led demand makes the business sustainable. And the other stakeholder on the responsible production table is the environment and its preservation, right? By being mindful about the raw materials and processes that go in the creation of the products. And here we are at the World Economic Forum in Davos 2022, where one of the major themes is sustainability. So kudos to you for doing that, Neelam. Thank you, Smita. What's that one story from the field, uh, Neelam, that's really etched in your memory forever? So it will always go back to my, uh, the original artisan I worked with in Bastar. He was a young man. His name was Ram Singh. And he was married. He had uh, a wife and three children. And I'd go to his, I'd cycle from the PWD guest house to his uh, hut in uh, the area where all the artisans lived and I would get there at 9 and I would be with him till 5 and I'd sit on the mud floor with him and we'd work together. And I did that over many, many, many months. So I don't know whether it was him as an individual or whether the fact that there's so much talent and skill. He was a very gentle soul. And they're extremely skilled. And uh, the craft I worked in was lost wax metal casting. So it's one of the oldest uh, uh, casting techniques in the world. So the Incas practiced it, the tribes in Ghana practiced it, and we've got like thousands of these artisans in our tribal areas. And just learning the craft from him, learning that there are 11 different types of clay they use to do different pieces of the casting, and uh, this is just general uh, dedication that they just practice the craft and everyone's kind of just waiting in their villages trying to see whether their talent ever gets discovered and how they grow and and I worked with him for two years and then I lost touch with him and I always regret that but I uh, I think in COVID I was very worried about his family I knew I'd heard that he passed away and all that so I called up his family and it, it was a good closure for me I had a long chat with them and his sons are doing very well. They still practice the craft. I spoke to his wife. So yes, if I go back in my life, I think uh, my two years with Ram Singh were very uh, uh, foundational in my um, growth in this sector. And uh, he did well for himself. He, he became a master artisan. He would go for exhibitions. And he would... Uh, teach a lot of people, but I have always regretted that I lost touch with him. I was very young when I was in Bastar. I was maybe 24. Yeah. Yeah. So if we zoom out, uh, Neelam, um, you are not just, uh, you know, tackling the poverty and the livelihoods, but you are also uh, helping revive and kind of retain the traditional arts and crafts of India. Yes, <laughs> Neelam, who is your role model in this journey? So it's quite simple. I think it's my co-founder, Mrs. Geeta Ram. So 
we founded the company together she's older than me uh, she'll be 18 next year and but uh, her i mean she's a very simple person doesn't say a lot and has been a volunteer all her life she's uh, currently the chairperson of crafts council of india and she's always done very silently work for the sector and we are very different personalities uh, but uh, in a very silent way i learned how to uh, be as humble as possible over the years and to build the organization with humility and i also how to balance family and uh, work um, she was a striking example of that uh, how she always um, managed to balance the two and so i think at a personal level at a um, professional level at all levels and she's always been extremely giving to our organization and never taken anything back and from there i've also learned to do that with the organization and uh, yeah she's been a phenomenal role model for me great and who is neelam chibber in three adjectives okay neelam chibber is obviously very passionate you've seen me move to tears uh, that's just the way i am and uh, i am also very uh, persevering yeah and of course because i don't give up i just go on and on and on trying to solve the problem from every possible angle and the third is that i am quite innovative so i will make mistakes i just won't look back at them i'll move on i'll try something else something else and yeah so i would say those are the three uh, <laughs> ways to describe me yeah. where would you like the world to head to 5 10 years down the lane see we have to move to sustainable consumption and production and to me the sector that i work in i don't call it the handicraft sector or the handloom sector it's sad because there's so much of a heritage culture and traditional practice behind it which is what we're actually trying not to lose the knowledge systems that humanity had but it's very clear that if we have to allow things to move forward we have to be very innovative in the way we project it so therefore i project the sector as creative production because the global creative economy is growing at a phenomenal speed but our sector seems to be stagnating so we need to pitch it differently and that's how we pitch it as the foundation for sustainable production and consumption it's very low carbon footprint production it's you've got millions of people all over the world who practice it still there are more than a billion artisans on the planet every indigenous community in the world every community that is supposed to protect our forests or protect our commons which is critical for climate change Uh, has always made something with the hands so it's so i would a no brainer to me that we should be projecting this sector as the foundation for sustainable development and inclusive growth going forward and i believe that's where we are headed and linking this sector strongly with climate and all of us strongly looking at as consumers also the role we play in the way we consume what we buy we really have to look at how we can solve problems without everyone becoming a social entrepreneur even a consumer is a social entrepreneur if you look at it that way right the consumer who chooses to buy yes. a sustainably made product and consciously made product yeah uh, 
Um, it's interesting you mentioned this connection between the sustainable production and consumption, um, Neelam, to so many other things, including climate change, poverty, hunger, and so many other SDGs, right? Um, finally, Neelam, how would you advise our listeners to foray into the development sector? How should they think about this process? Well, I'd been, I mean, it's very simple. You have to follow your heart. You have to very instinctively look at what it is that appeals to you as a personality, because I think all of us come with a lot of agendas. You know, we are born on the planet with certain things in us and we have certain experiences as we grow up. So we should be true to all of that. Because that's the only way you will persistently move in a direction which will take you somewhere that your heart wants to go and that your mind has the ability to drive you forward in. And uh, that makes you complete. So I would strongly recommend that people really go in, look within themselves, try out a few things and see which particular sector works for them. And then choose that sector. Because we all know that in development, it encompasses everything. And uh, the sky is the limit into which sector you can take. But you've got to take a sector that really resonates with you personally. Because work in the sector requires a lot of persistence. And to have the staying power, because a lot of us mature late in life, because it, it is not something that you can crack overnight. It takes time. So it's best you be in a sector uh, which you want to be in. So to me, I, that's the only advice I give every young social entrepreneur who comes into the space. Choose what resonates with you personally. Starting with the heart and then executing it with your head and your hands. That's a great circle back to pause this conversation. Uh, Neelam, thank you so much for this. It was Thank a pleasure you, talking. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. What emotions did Neelam's story evoke in you? I resonated with the variety of her emotions from anger and frustration I feel about disconnect with my life purpose. I could also feel Neelam's sadness when she narrated the story about losing touch with Ram Singh. But I also felt the joy one must feel when she does work that's truly her calling. Thank you for being here. This is your host Smita signing off. Until we meet next, do good and be good.